What's that? Forty thousand one. Putting twelve dollars on it. Yo, and welcome to Hijinks, the place where we overpromise and underdeliver World Cup special pod. I am Joe, one of four people involved in today's particular show, joined today by Ezra and Curtis and famed soccer expert, football, <laughs> Eric, our friend. We said, who do we know that gambles on soccer obsessively? There's only one person that came to mind immediately, our guy, Eric. Eric, welcome to your first appearance on Hijinks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to making some awesome picks. I doubt any of them will win, but let's give it a shot. Hey, we're all about the long shots and losing most bets and then having that one or two that come through and put you in the green. So I want to start off, this is the World Cup. I mean, this is a special time. We've got 29 days of, of soccer, the biggest tournament in the world. How do you think this compares to World Series, Super Bowl, NCAA tournament, other major sporting events? It's international, right? I mean, it's just, there's something about the brethren, you got your, your team, your, your friends, it's your home country watching what's happening and playing against other countries. It's just something that the whole world gets behind. I think that's something that's very unique to World Cup that you don't get in, in like the Super Bowl or even the World Series. Big events, don't get me wrong, but it's not like you're, you know, for some reason, we just all get around it. Our patriotism grows. Go USA. Our flag is uh, is raised for the soccer team. This is the year for U.S. men's soccer. I can I can feel it. I can feel it. I may have said this for each of the last four or five World Cups. <laughs> but why is the World Cup a bigger deal than the Olympics, right? The, the way you're describing it makes me think of international patriotism. And I every four years or two years, I get into the Olympics. And I know the people. I get the stories. And I'm, I'm involved, I'm invested, and it'll be no different for the World Cup. But why is it that the World Cup is a bigger deal than the Olympics? So I think for me is that it's because it's one sport. It's one event, mm-hmm. right? That's cool. There's, 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 one, there's one defining moment for every single nation as they come through here. You know, with the, with the Olympics, it's like, do you really know who the Swiss figure skater is? Do you care? Right? Do you even care if Switzerland shows up? No, but you do care about Switzerland. You know, there's only 32 teams. So in the Olympics, you've got 219 teams competing for various events that are scattered all over 14 days. The World Cup is compressed. It's 32 teams, and that's it. Well, until next next time, then it's going to be 48, and then it's going to get real fun. And but, some countries get left off entirely, right? I guess yeah. the Olympics, everyone can send their best two or three people but in the World Cup, you have to make it first. Uh, yeah. So only 32 teams. Okay, okay, you give me some perspective. But, I like this. You know, it's only soccer, only that one sport. It's it's a little different, though, because when you are watching the Olympics, you know who the favorites are, right? And, I mean, apart from, like, you know, the Miracle on Ice and things like that, you know who the best shot putter is. You know who the fastest runner is, right? So it's really hard, I think. Uh, to kind of root for an underdog when you have such dominant forces that are on display, right? Mm-hmm. But here in World Cup, I mean, it could come down to the subjective seven-minute stoppage time and holy shit, a ball gets past a midfielder and then it's, uh, you know, one-on-one and then all of a sudden we have uh, a, an equalizer, right? So it, it, if you just scroll through soccer uh, stats from last weekend and look at, okay, what hit? Were it, do we have some favorites? Of course. But do we also get some draws? Do we get some upsets? And I think that's kind of unique to uh, to soccer is that you still you have a lot of really strong teams and strong players, but it's not like one force just going to you know score all the goals and, and and save everything. It just doesn't work that way. 
And so I'll say no, this. So yeah. when you when you when you think of uh, just this particular sport, it's you, how much does a soccer ball cost? Because that is the barrier to entry. So doesn't matter the size of your country or how poor or how wealthy your country is. If uh, the the five year olds can afford a soccer ball, then they can play soccer uh, anywhere, anytime. Which is why you know a, a tiny country like Uruguay can take on a powerhouse like England and uh, win. Yeah, great point about the resources. You know, we think about like baseball. Someone wants to start baseball. Well, they need a bat. They need a glove. They need a huge field. <laughs> you need bases. You need twenty people. You can play soccer with four people. You know, yeah. or by yourself. You know, just juggling. Kind of yeah, juggling, uh, and just say one ball for all four people. You don't need. You know. 20 gloves. You don't need multiple baseballs. Uh, you know, or even a basketball court requires a lot more to have in place and it's immobile. It stays in one spot. Soccer, you can just drop a, you know, get something going, you know, you drop a ball, get something going in the backyard of a party or something like that. So yeah, great point. It is the world's game and I get sucked in every year. So every four years I, I obsessively watch the world cup. I learn all the names. I'll get behind all the players. And then three years, 11 months later, I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> My sports brain is on to new things and I have to relearn uh, all the traditions and all the players and things like this. So what do you think are some of the biggest storylines for this year's world cup? We finally have one where there's no real true group of death, right? There's not any one of these groups that's overdrawn in any real way. I mean, you can make it, you can make a case for group B, you can make a great case for group E, but there's no huge imbalances right now. I think kind of everybody's consolidating towards the middle. Um, I think the biggest storyline is Qatar could be the first host country to never score. Um, that is a very legitimate possibility. Uh, they really are only in because they are the host country. Um, and then you also have the England storyline, like this kind of like their last real solid run that they've got after this it, you know they have to make this run and they're coming off the euro cup win over germany yeah. right so after yeah. losing so, to italy so they're, they're on a run ezra yeah. speaking of Qatar, so is it true they moved the whole world cup simply because it's too hot to play there is that yes. the entire reason or was there yes okay was, wow yeah when they did when they did because the, the world cup is typically june july and they moved it because it was going to be 128 degrees and people would die on the pitch. There would be, you know, there would be professional athletes that would legitimately die trying to play football in that environment. <laughs> I love this. So, so the day after Thanksgiving on that Friday, we got England and uh, the U.S. team. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So that Friday morning leftovers, just getting ready for that game. I'm looking forward to it. My first honestly, this this is where I think they should have it scheduled all the time because every four years you drop it in the middle of college bowl season, the NFL playoffs heating up, throw the World Cup in the middle of all that too as basketball is beginning to ramp into kind of midseason. I, I mean, everybody, you know, give me five TVs, a twelve pack of beer. <laughs> Might need an extra TV just for this event. Yeah, <laughs> I've been looking for a reason for a sixth television. <laughs> Uh, my favorite, my favorite storyline is Messi and can Messi deliver Argentina their first cup since 1986 had a few good runs, but hasn't quite sealed the deal. I'm just mesmerized by Messi. I think it would be an awesome accomplishment. I think they do have a shot this year, although kind of a tough draw in certain places, but 
I don't know. To me, that's that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. Love those Argentina colors, powder blue and white. Looking yeah. hard, hard to get away from those. It's always a substantive claim when we're starting to talk about colors as the reason for our, our betting favorites. So <laughs> thank you for that, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, the eyes are drawn to what they're drawn to. You know, they you are. can't help but uh, be be uh, encapsulated by by certain certain segments of the spectrum on colors. All right, let's talk a little U.S. team. We're getting to the bets in a second, but let's talk a little U.S. team. Who should we look for? It, do we have a shot this year? You know, kind of how's the team relative to previous Cubs? Well, I want our, our our team to do well. I do, but they're not going to. I mean, it's a very young team. It's They're 25 <laughs> years old on average. And you look historically at uh, who is succeeding in these types of events. It's the experienced group. And we, we simply don't have that type of experience. I mean, some of these countries are rolling out with some, some 42 year olds and that's the type of cool, calm and collected kind of play style that, that wins these things. I think that when you have some, some rock stars, absolutely on our team, which I'll talk about in just a moment, uh, but you don't have that synergy. You don't have the whole, the the whole bag there. And so I I want them to do well, but uh, I, I think they're just too young at this point. Our soccer program is pretty young. And as someone who has just recently started watching uh, MLS, I, I love it. I think it's fantastic, but it does not compare to to other uh, soccer across the globe. It's very different. Now, there are some exceptions, and one of those exceptions would be uh, Seattle Sounders. I, I love their team. I love that they have uh, a variety of uh, imported players, uh, but one of, the, one of those players that is going to be starting for our, uh, our U.S. men's national team is Christian Roldan. I really like him. I think he's explosive. Um, He knows what he's doing when he gets out there. Um, So he's someone I am really excited to be watching. I don't know if it translates to the men's national team. It works really well on the Sounders uh, because they have that synergy, because they are the first uh, MLS team to actually win a a CONCAF uh, title going to Central America. So we are getting a little notoriety there, but I'm really excited to see what he does. He's a midfielder, so keep your eye out for Christian Roldan. The MLS was really good this year, the playoffs. Like the Philly LA final was electric. Uh Amazing. just it was just madness going up with less than 10 minutes left, <laughs> then an equalizer, then going up an extra time, then an equalizer, then penalty kicks. Uh so that's cool to see that it that it's on the up. But I, I appreciate what you said about us being a relatively young program and not just this specific team but really just the history of soccer is still pretty young i mean who is it in the england iran wales like who's gonna england of course but can we get second i mean can we come out of group b i mean i think so i i think that it's not going to be i don't want to have any illusions about beating england i i, I think it's theirs in yeah. this division i i I think that's kind of hands down, but I think we can't, we stand a shot against Wales for sure. Um, um, I, I don't know much about the Iran's national team, but uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I would hope that we would kind of put all of our, uh, all of our, our players out there and destroy, destroy those two teams. Yeah, Iran from, and Wales. You know, from a betting perspective. So if you look at what Vegas says, Iran is a plus 450 to even advance out of the group. The next lowest odds are the U S and Wales at minus 110. Wow. Okay. And English minus 2000. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So we're, we have a shot. Uh, you know, okay. Yeah. No, I, I love a good run. Down, I love a good run. The Tim Howard team. Is. Yeah. It's going to come down to that USA Wales game. 
I think, you know, I think the U.S. team is going to need a win there. There were some very interesting roster decisions that were made. Um, it was, you know, they kind of left off, they left off Pepe, who, you know, probably made a really strong case for being part of this roster as a 19-year-old, left him off. Maybe it was because of just that that experience. Um, so it's going to be some interesting, interesting games coming up here but that that england you know that black friday england u.s game is going to be fantastic i think it what what time's a kickoff on that four o'clock in the morning or something oh i haven't even thought about the uh the time yeah the, that's gonna oh, be crazy. man oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> okay. tough. that that All is right. borderline stay up later wake up early territory now yeah. now you've piqued my interest as a uh a, a new father with a newborn <laughs> Who just might be up at 4 a.m. This is like you know, perfect. I get international <laughs> soccer at 4 a.m. Instead uh, of me watching uh, infomercials, I get to watch a live soccer. This is amazing. Yeah. That's when my betting habit got really out of control, the pandemic, and trying to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> yeah. I was bored off my ass. I realized after that year, I, I don't like being a stay-at-home dad. I love my kids, but I just was I was trying to do things all the time and started betting uh, both teams to score and overs on soccer. and. You know, didn't do that well, but at least uh, kept my mind occupied. Yeah. So th- this is how this started for you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Y- you, you, Eric, who sends us the craziest <laughs> snippets I've ever seen. My favorites are the like in real time bets of like, hey, you have 30 seconds to jump on yeah. this. This team is going to make a comeback. Let's go. I can feel it. Down two goals. Back. I feel it. Yeah. It's it's some third third division Bundesliga like, all right, bet this one right now. It's plus 34,000 right now, guys. Do you guys want to know my process real quick on that? <laughs> Love to. Yeah, it's not absolutely. hard. Yeah, and actually, it. I, yeah, we're about to, we're going to pick our group uh, winners and stuff. But yeah, tell us about your process. Yeah. And then I want to ask you about how you size bets according to some of these World Cups. So yeah, please do. I, I want to make this disclaimer that we're talking about sports gambling and betting. So by nature, it is a fallacy to think that we're going to make money doing this. And so as right. I talk about my logic, I'm sure it's uh, flawed, but, but this is still what I go through, right? So I use an app called Flash Score. Flash Score gives you up-to-date uh, scores pretty quick, uh, gives you the odds too. Uh, so I might, the day before, you know, on Friday night, I might go through there and pick out all the teams that I, I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend. And let's say there's a huge underdog. Uh, but I feel like the odds aren't really uh, being represented there. And uh, it's a uh, zero zero in the 70th minute. I'll put a sprinkle out there. I'll go ahead and put a few dollars on that just to see if it hits. And just on the uh, adverse there, if it's a uh, major favorite and they're down a goal, maybe I see a red card on the other team. Oh man, I'm, I'm throwing money at that like, like crazy. So I look for those types of arbitrage, uh, albatross uh, opportunities. That's what I, 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 th- I seem to have more like 55% luck in that area. Um, and sometimes if I'm feeling good, I might put those in a parlay with something that might be a little bit more uh, straightforward, like college, uh, college football. Uh, but yeah, I use that app to look for real-time kind of uh, opportunities there. It's been really, really helpful. Nice. For yeah. entertainment purposes only, people. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Finding really helpful to uh, alleviating my boredom uh, at 4 a.m. Uh, in yeah. the morning. So let's talk a little about sizing your bets. Like, so, you know, we got, you know, you got the group stages. Of course, you could pick the winner. Of course, you play golden ball, golden boot. How do you size up? You know, how do you approach that? You know, do you put even amount on all eight groups? 
do you pick a couple that you like a lot and go heavy? What's the thought process there? Well, I'm all about chasing that bet. So we, uh, <laughs> you know, we lose the first eight in a row and they're all hundred dollars and I'm putting $800 down next. Okay. You are due. We'll yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good process. Now there could be a, re a correlation there between the fact that I only have $14 in my checking account at the moment. <laughs> but I, I I'm not really liquid at the moment is, is the problem. <laughs> It's a little tied uh, up, but, but seriously, I, I mean, this, these are probably one unit bets across the board here. Okay. Um, I, I don't, if I were, if I was going to get kind of crazy, let's say England goes down a goal. They're not going to lose. They're going to put everything they have on the line. I might go a little bit heavier. If I look for those live moments, I'm in Colorado. I get a lot of, I have a lot of apps that let me do some live betting. I know it's a little bit more tricky and uh, where you all are, but at the same time, it's uh, those live opportunities can really be fruitful. So I might put two units down on on something like that. Okay, that's interesting. I'm always I'm always curious about this because I struggle with this myself. You know how the confidence level. So it sounds to me like you're more of a swing the same every time uh, kind of approach rather than trying to outthink yourself. Of I'm feeling really good about this one. Let me double up or triple up versus I'm not feeling good. Let me do a half size or so, something like that. You're, you're a little bit more swing evenly every time. If I'm thinking honestly, and I, I'm thinking with my head, that's the way I do it. But if I, you know, start feeling with my heart, then I, I may uh, let a few more slip than I intend to. But I mean, you're exactly right that you, you do need to keep your, your units consistent. Yeah. And, th and that's the one thing about world cup betting too, that also makes it really fun is that you, you have that kind of same dynamic you do in college football where there's money bet with the heart and not with the head, right? Well, you'll, you'll see a line move or odds move. You know, there's going to be, I mean, England is probably one of the heaviest sports gambling on soccer or football nations in the world. The, the odds for England are going to move because of that amount of money that's coming in. Hmm. So you can almost kind of take the flip side of it and say, okay, you know, what if you bet a draw against the U.S., right? The, the odds on a draw versus the U.S. can be, you know, kind of an alternate reality for what the realistic probability is. So it gets fun. But, yeah, you kind of have to keep, I think, really where the World Cup is when you start looking at, at how do you measure your bets. You got to go back to the fact that out of the last eight World Cups, it was one of the top four favorites that won no matter what. So the favorite, the difference between the favorited teams and the remainder of the 28 is pretty marked there. You know, nobody's made that Cinderella run. I think probably the closest would be the U S in 94 when they made the run to the semis as a host the, nation yeah. and then got smoked by Brazil on the 4th of July at Stanford stadium. That was, you know, that was probably the last like kind of miracle run. You know, and, and they were probably like a 18 out of 32 ranked team. So it's a pretty heavily, heavily geared towards the favorites. So if you're a little more spread, even on the top here, because yeah. you're, you're top four plus 400 plus 500 plus 700 plus 800, then, you know, then it goes into plus nine plus 11 <laughs> plus 40. So it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, you know, mayonnaise over there. You could, you know, you could definitely see some of the, can Portugal pull it out, you know, just, just as a, a little bit of extra juice. Well, let's get into bets now, right? So let, let's get into what we're actually thinking about. So the favorites here, Brazil plus 400, Argentina 550, France 650, England 750, Spain 750, Germany 
10 to 1, Netherlands 14 to 1, Portugal 14 to 1, Belgium 16 to 1. That seems to me like your contenders. After that, you start getting into long shots, Uruguay, Croatia, Serbia, Mexico, USA, currently 100 to 1. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I think we have this group of eight or so teams to Ezra's point that, that have a shot. So let's get into this. Who do you think has, and we'll go to Eric here first. Who do you think has the like toughest draw, easiest draw? You know, yeah, is there a group I, of death this year? Ezra said no. Is there one group that stands out as particularly difficult? I think easiest. I, I mean, I think for a variety of reasons, but I think Portugal, I think they run that division. Yeah. I think that um, depending on how much he plays, uh, but Ronaldo, I think, is going to try and make a, a statement that Manchester United screwed him over and he is the bee's knees or whatever you want to call it. And I think he's going to dominate. I mean, South Korea, they can score a few goals here and there, but I uh, I definitely think Portugal has a pretty easy run in there. Um, Uruguay might be some a, a challenge, but I still think they they dominate it. Yeah, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic in that group. All right, so you're on Portugal. That's like a good one then. Uh, I'm sure the odds aren't really favorable uh, or maybe even worth it to bet them, but that seems like a, a layup of sorts. It would be a major disaster if they don't get through. Yeah, I, I think they I think they do. What about on the flip side? Who has a tough draw? I mean, I think it's a, it's us. It's the U.S. team. I mean, getting past England is going to be a challenge. I I, I do like that I'm going to wake up in that game. I just looked. It's uh, noon Mountain Standard Time on that Friday. So it's lunchtime. I'm going to put a nice uh, two-unit bet on both teams to score. That's going to give me something to root for. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're going to see something like a 3-1 game. I like that both teams to score. That's a, that's a fun one, right? Yeah, there. that's well, that's a that's a real fun bet in in soccer, and this is what I love about that is that you're not betting an over, right? You're not betting an under. You just want to see both teams score, and that's one of the more solid bets that you can find out there. Because let's say England goes up five nil, you know, and they start resting guys because they're going to have to play five games in twenty nine days. You know, so they sub some guys out and you get a little fluky score at the end of the game, 75, 75th minute, 80th minute, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, that bet hits and you can get some pretty decent odds on those things sometimes. Yeah. And a penalty counts too, right? So yeah. a penalty, when you see that red dot, my app flash score go off, means penalties coming. I get really excited for that. Uh, so yeah, you can start looking for those. Uh, always a fun bet. Both so notifications on, on the flash score. <laughs> Uh, so the last four World Cups have been won by European teams, Italy, Spain, Germany, and France. I'm thinking, based on nothing, that uh, South America is due. And this could be, I don't know. You know, I mean, that would, it seems like Europe is running the show right now, but South America is is very talented, really could come out of it. And four of the last five defending World Cup champions have lost in the group stage. Could this be France's fate? That would be such a ridiculous outcome for them, but it, it does seem to happen in this way. Belgium's last ride. They've got an older team. Can they make the finals this year? And who is this year's Croatia? These are some of the things I'm looking for. You know, Eric, is someone stand out to you as a Croatia type team, like a, a long shot that could basically come out of nowhere? Again, tough to say. I know that I will personally be looking for uh, Denmark, believe it or not. I've been watching a lot of the Scandinavian soccer leagues over the summer. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Switzerland, too. Uh, yeah. But Denmark, some some really good local talent. They score goals. 
And France, uh, in their Premier League, I think they have really good goaltending. Uh, but I think it's a good matchup. And so I might put a few extra dollars on Denmark to maybe surprise, upset France. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, if Denmark doesn't put up anything against France, I think France dominates that, that division pretty quick. Yeah. Well, 30 to 1 for Denmark leads. to win. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're going to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just letting people know, like, where, you know, kind of where they are in the contender stage. They're in that right below. Those top it's, seven. It's it's that make it out of group. Maybe maybe you bet on them getting to the quarters kind of thing. Switzerland's that same boat. Switzerland beat Spain. They're a little frisky. You I know, love they, Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland and the rest of that draw. And it's a little bit of a tough draw. Cameroon's always one of those nations that comes out with a you know a really fast team. They play kind of a weird style. Where they've got Brazil, which is the you know odds on favorite. So I don't think they're going to jump Brazil in that group, but I could definitely see Switzerland coming out of that group and maybe making a little bit of a problem in that, in that quarterfinal game. Right. You know, they could, they could be a problem for Portugal. if Portugal comes out, right. That's yeah. yeah. I like that too. Just a 10,000 foot view from over here. It, for me, it looks like France has the easiest draw here and or sorry. France has the toughest draw. And then Argentina has a fairly easy route. Um, so as, as I look at it to, to, to see who's going to, you know, be a long shot, perhaps since I, I think that France has a tougher draw. So yes, something like Denmark, something like Australia for the long odds, but Argentina, big picture. I like just because I think they're going to come out of a very easy group. I don't know what to think of Mexico. I mean, I try to watch yeah. their leagues. I can't bet it because it's just so, it's even more random than the rest of it, right? It's so hard to predict anything. Uh, so I have no idea what to expect on their team, but I know a lot of our brethren across the U.S. going to be uh, looking for uh, the, the Mexico team to do pretty well. And I know there's a lot of expectations on them, very high, but I just I have no idea what to think. Yeah, Mexico is a weird – they are a Jekyll and Hyde team for sure. They show When they show up, they show up. When they don't, it gets a little ugly. So the One other – one group we haven't talked about yet is the Spain-Germany group. I mean, having these two, that looks like if you're one of those other teams, that that looks like uh, pretty treacherous to me. If you're Costa Rica or Japan, I'm staring Spain and Germany in the face. I mean, so let, let's let's start looking at the groups and let's pick a winner for each group. Does that sound, sound like a plan? All right, so group A, yeah. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Who do you like? I'll go first. I like the Netherlands to pull it out, boys. Yep. Group B, England, Iran, USA, and Wales. Maybe let's say, if you can, the two teams we think that will advance yeah. and then who will win. So who's got the who's the second team in Group A? Ecuador, Senegal, or Qatar? Not Qatar, probably. Uh, Ecuador, I think. I think yeah. Ecuador pulls that out. Um, I, I would be very surprised if Qatar or Senegal does anything. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be surprised if Qatar scores a single goal, to be honest. All right, so Ecuador and Netherlands. Group B, who do you like here? England, of course. And then USA gotta or go, got to go USA. Yeah, I think so too. I think they can do it. I think they're, I think they're primed uh, for a, a mini fun run. That's uh, the first game. I think uh, the men's team plays uh, Wales. I'd like a zero zero draw there, but ooh. that, I mean, that's going to be the game, right? That so you're yeah. saying that's the first game. Yeah, that could, that me, could that, be, yeah. Both teams could be playing for the draw on that one. It could be two park of us. But you then know, you're just they, you're risking goal differential at that point. That I mean, I think you got to win that game. You win that game, and you're in a commanding position to get out of it. Yeah, the I think it's going to be a 65 Stage. minutes of the bus is parked in front of the goal. 
You know, there's nine <laughs> players in front of the goal on both sides. And then because it's the first game, it's a pandemonium. And, and a loss would basically happens. ensure that you're not getting out yeah. of the group stage. Yeah. I mean, imagine being 25, you're in the World Cup. I mean, oh, I, I was 25. I had no idea what was up or down. I, I think it's just going to be pretty surreal for them. I'm trying to think of what I was doing at 25. It's uh, don't remember. <laughs> it's not impressive. Yeah, that, that's probably why you were <laughs> I don't remember. So. It's not a super impressive list. Yeah, not really. Yeah, bartending somewhere. Uh, yeah. so I'm making a killer old-fashioned, okay, when I was 25. So let's see these World Cup guys make it old-fashioned when the rush is going on and people are clamoring at the bar. Huh? Can you handle that kind of pressure? Huh? I'm not so sure. That's all right, Group C. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Argentina, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, we like Argentina, and I like Poland. I think Lewandowski is going to pull that team. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, Poland uh, – I, I think was going to be uh, coming out of there as well. That's a fun one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Mexico there, but I got you. I kind of like a little bit, of, but like we were talking about Mexico, you don't know what team is going to show up. That's the one challenge with Mexico is they have come out and just disappeared at times. And then they've come out and look brilliant. It's, you don't know. I I'm leaning Mexico just on a little bit more experience, but I could, yeah, you could flip a coin on Mexico, Poland, really. All right, we're going Poland officially. Uh, Sorry to our brethren south of the border. Uh, Okay, France, Group D, France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Like uh, like Curtis was saying, yeah, I think France can can ride this pretty easy. Um, But but look for Denmark, guys. I I think we might be uh, might might have something there. Nice Mm -hmm. uh, nice thing to look for. Yeah, when I pick my bracket, I have actually Denmark coming out. Uh, I actually have Denmark winning that. France coming in second. I think they surprised France. Hmm. I'm, I'm ready to proclaim it, fellas. Denmark, the official hijinks long shot of the 2022 <laughs> World Cup. Let's give me a Denmark jersey. I'm going to be ready for this. <laughs> express delivery. I won't even need express delivery because they're making a long run. I'll have plenty of time yeah. for this shirt to come in the mail. Uh, all right. Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Spain, Germany. Spain, Germany. I yeah, think. there's yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of. It's just a matter of what order they finish in on that one. Group F, yeah. Belgium. I love my Ticos, but uh, Costa Rica, poor guys, are not going to do it. No, uh, maybe maybe they'll have some moments. Yeah, yeah. some moments from Costa Rica. They're <laughs> going to dig uh, a draw. Really. They're going to dig a draw out of somebody that probably shouldn't have been a draw, and okay. that's going to be about it. I like it. Feisty. All right, Group F: Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia are. Brethren to the north. I like Canada and uh, Belgium. I, I think I might take Canada above all here. Really? Really? Yep. Right. yep. That would be major uh, disappointment for Belgium. Yeah, they they haven't been really dominant or, you know, very surprising lately. I could see Canada. Canada's been frisky. I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't go against that one. Canada, Belgium. Canada, 150 to one. <laughs> Belgium. Yeah, I mean, I don't think 16 to one. <laughs> I don't see them making a that, run past the quarters. Seems like a bigger upset than you guys are. <laughs> yeah, I don't see them making a run past the quarters, but I could see them coming out on top of that group. I Curtis was have... looking up the population of Morocco earlier. In our <laughs> yeah, what do we find on that? What do we find on that, Curtis? A 30, 37 million. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. A lot better than Monaco. They should be able to feel that. Monaco, Monaco oh, yeah. 36,000. <laughs> Much, much smaller. <laughs> Two different places, actually. We're entirely learning something new. Entirely different places. Totally different continent. 
Analytics. Okay, Group G. We got two more here: Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Brazil and Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. Switzerland. Uh, Serbia group- can score some goals. I made a little money on them this weekend, but uh, you know, it's just uh, it, it's so hard when you start looking at your national teams and then who's playing on your club teams and try and right. remember like where they are. I don't know who can do that to remember every team they're from. That's so much memorization. It's just uh, there are much better soccer aficionados out there. But uh, based on my perception, I think Switzerland, Brazil take yeah. that one. Well, and then you also have guys flipping their you know residency or, or citizenship just for these particular things. You know, you looked at uh, what was it? It was the World Cup team in not 18, but uh, 14 that the u.s had guy like yedlin went from like yo he's cuban but all of a sudden he's american right let's go i mean that's part of winning uh, honestly yeah. because that's that level of recruitment i think is is part of like the the country's strategy and leadership i mean being able yeah. to make people feel welcome and want to be part you know i mean honestly i think that's part of building a team yeah uh, i got a question uh, i want to ask you guys a process section but group h last one portugal ghana uruguay korea republic so we know portugal who's number two here i struggle in this division i watch a little bit of south korea soccer yeah. i know they can score a little bit i, I like that but i i uh ghana uh, some funny games went on over the summer there uh some rumors of fixes so i'm i don't think they have a very uh, strong uh chance here I think maybe Uruguay or South Korea. My, I might lean a little bit more towards Uruguay. I just I kind of go back and forth there between. Them I'm, and South I'm leaning. Korea. I'm actually got South Korea as my Croatia of this of this mix pick. I kind of like that South Korea team. They've always been really disciplined. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Uruguay can you know they can get a little volatile at times. They seem uh, to have moments. It's a lot of fun when Uruguay starts starts going. It's a great fan yeah. base. You know, great story, relatively small country, relatively small population compared to some of these other powerhouses. So they they are a lot of fun when they've had moments uh, in the past. All right. We've established who we think is coming out of the group stage. Let's go and jump a little further. Let's go into the future. Let's talk semifinals and see who we think might really take an advance. Ezra, you were making a point about it being top loaded here. What What do you think this means for how we should think about betting the semis? Yeah, so when you think about it, betting the semis, I mean, there's really probably only six teams maybe that are in the conversation for that. Yeah. Right? You know, there's there's really – once you get down past six, you know, there's going to be some some teams facing each other in the mix in there that they're just not going to be able – like you got Netherlands and Argentina. They're – you know, if they all progress through, it's going to be one of those two coming out out of that top six. You've got – Denmark or Mexico and England coming out. You, we've got, you know, it's one of those two. You got Brazil and Spain have to meet, right? So you're going to, you get knocked out to the, the top four, really. So it's really betting the World Cup is about picking your top four and then making the call on the final. And if you can hit those last four or really five games, that's, you know, that's really where the betting value comes in here. A final exacto would be a cool bet to land. Um, I've, I've got it for you here. It's... Okay. Okay. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's pick the semi. So who do we think then, you know, everything on the table, basically, who are we actually wanting to bet to win? So personally, 
I kind of feel like it's going to, I think the Netherlands is actually going to, I think that's where Messi's run ends. I think the Netherlands is going to end this one. It's a little bit of an off the wall call. You could talk me into both sides of it. I think that might be the kind of the sneaky, the sneaky pick there. Um, I think England is on a mission this year. I've got Spain and Brazil coming out of the other brackets. So that's my that's my four right there. So England, Spain, Brazil, England, and the Dutch, and and yeah, and the Dutch. Oh, the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Eric, who are you liking? You know your top <laughs> yeah, four. That's, so that's a bold call with Netherlands, Ezra. I like it. I, I you're not alone on that. I've I've heard some other rumors that uh, they got a strong, good team, but yeah, I think England's uh, going to going to take this pretty far. So I like them coming out. I still like Argentina. Um, I, I might. Uh, I, for some reason, I, I'm just, I, I do like uh, Ronaldo. Uh, and so I do think that we might get some drama later in life athlete trying to, you know, get, you know, just giving it his everything. So I like Portugal and, and Brazil uh, as well there. Yeah, I went, I went back and forth on Portugal as well. So I think we're going to need some tiebreaker votes here on those two. Ooh, all right. So England for sure. Yeah, England. It looks like England, Brazil is our our solid consensus too. Okay, we got Dutch, Argentina, Spain, Portugal. Who are we feeling on either of those matches? I'm Team Argentina. Okay, so I think that's those and, and colors they? are just pretty fantastic. I hear you. You got me. If Argentina, okay, Argentina. <laughs> North Carolina. I mean, have you guys blue. looked at those uniforms lately? Who's going to lose in a uniform like that? No, they're, they're just blue? they're due. They're they're due for a big run. It is kind of similar to the Ronaldo story too, where it's, you have Messi, you know, this is, this is his final run, right? This is really his final run. So he's going to be, he's going to throw everything at it. And that'll tie into a prop bet that I have here. Spain, Portugal. That's, that's a tough one for me Two Amazing, beautiful countries, uh, great spots to visit anytime. Who, you know, do we have a lean here? I guess Spain would be the favorite. So maybe we take Portugal as the, kind of spicy underdog both are great at soccer yeah i I like both teams to score if i see that match coming on and uh (laughs) yeah yeah give me me the both teams to score on that okay i I like that idea of like (laughs) it allows you to enjoy the match a little yeah Uh, both teams to score all right then semis or i'm sorry the finals like who are we who do we like here to come out of this whose heart will be broken and who will be singing in the streets what did we come to with our consensus pick on the spain portugal match up here i think we should go portugal so it's not so chalky okay all right so we got portugal with another that's a deep upset to reach semis but okay so we got argentina portugal england brazil uh so who's who's coming to the finals out of that what's the matchup going to be it would be argentina brazil which uh-huh. that could cause a world Whew. war that's going to be the uh that's the semis <laughs> right there okay no, that's yeah, that's yeah, Argentina, Brazil, and you got England, Portugal. All right, where well, this is getting real juicy because there's a possibility in here. Uh, speaking of world war, uh, England, who has been at war with basically every country in uh, the history of the world, the most recent one they've been at war with 40 years ago is Argentina, Ooh. and those wounds have not healed. Those two countries still, or at least Argentina, passionately hates England. 
because this was in 1980 was the Falkland Wars. Yeah. So geo, that would be the juiciest. A little geopolitical context there. That's right. Nice. Appreciate that. Right. There's yeah. some islands involved in this uh, debauchery. Or what was going on there? Yeah, there was, uh, <laughs> you know, some islands that uh, belonged quotation to England, even though they're right off the coast of uh, Argentina. I'm just saying, if you owned a map, you might be a little questioning uh, of, of who actually owns these islands. But uh, yeah, they had a little undeclared illegal war there where, um, uh, you know, 1,400 people died, I believe. Uh, lasted yeah. about 10 days. A lot of people captured, a lot of ships sunk. You also uh, have the Brazil-Argentina aspect. So Argentina would have to get past Brazil for that for that showdown to go down. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, okay. Give me England, though, guys. I mean, just a pure colonialist. You just got to go with the strength. Yeah, yeah whether it's Spain or Pol- uh, or Portugal. The, juicy, the juiciest, right? Probably. Brazil, Argentina, you know, someone gets out of that and then go to the other side. You got England. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I just – I don't see Argentina getting past Brazil. I, Brazil's got a pretty dominant team this year. I mean, they are the – absolute odds on favorite um it is a a bit of a shame that we can't perhaps get that as a final that would be a really fun finals brazil that would be fun anecdotally the brazil serie a uh, soccer is fun to watch and the odds are pretty much spot on that's been a nice money maker for me so yeah i think uh brazil they, they know what's going on all right so we got a brazil england finals and our choice, hijinks choice, winner of the 2022 FIFA World Cup is. Got to go with Brazil, right? You they're go. due. Yeah, they're <laughs> not only Brazil, seven to one. They're going to go old school, seven to one. They're going to Brazil it. Yep. And if you pick that as the exact finals pick, England, Brazil, it's 40 to one. 40 to one. Now I'm peaked. Now I'm willing to get out of bed. Okay. Like, all right. Talk, four to one. I mean, I'll well, be, sorry. It's 40 to I'll, one. I'll go for a walk in the park at four to one. Give me a break. Okay. So no, 40 to one is Brazil wins that exact matchup. It's 22 to one that that matchup occurs. So even if that matchup just occurs, you get 22 to one, no matter what. And then the real time, then the real time betting goes completely insane. Cause you can start betting both sides. Of yeah. I think I would go with the pick the team. I think would win. And then you could always hedge the other side a little bit. If yeah. you uh, wanted to make sure, <laughs> make sure you get a profitable tournament. I feel like if you're getting these 40 to one odds and there's only, you know, six to eight teams that have even the slightest possibility of making these finals, there's, there's some money to be had in there. If you start crunching numbers. Yeah. It's just, it's the amount of the, it's the compression at the top. You know, you look at those top five teams so you're having to line up the exact progression to get to those top those top two. So it's it's just a, a compression of odds. There's just a lot of bad money in this tournament yeah. because well, of they, nationalism. Exactly. Right. Uh, right. So therefore, you get longer odds on these these teams right. that you shouldn't be getting these odds on. All so public for, money is bad. Correct. Yeah, so so yeah. really, you know, as far as a betting uh, aspect, this is this is gold. It's like college football. You know, yeah, you you think some guy in Liverpool is going to be betting on any other team but England? No. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like you just have to do the the tracks on the stats on which countries have the more betting. Uh, yeah, more, yeah, who's and, who's got more bookies? 
Yeah, who's got the system <laughs> built in place? Uh, all right, so those, that's like our best bet, right? Brazil seems like our, our consensus choice over England in the finals. Love that 40 to 1 exacto. Any Hail Marys, anything long shots, whether it's for, uh, you know, Ezra, I want to talk about some parlays, whatever it might be. Okay, I got I got three three of them I'm going to throw out. I'm just doing rapid fire. So you got Golden Boot, Kane from England, plus 800. He's the odds-on favorite for it. He um, went last time? Yeah. And the offense pretty much runs through him. So he's, he's really – he's your odds-on favorite for it. You could probably talk me into Neymar at 12 to 1, but I'm I'm just gonna go Kane. Um for the golden ball, I'm reaching a little bit deeper, and it's Brazil Rapino at 25 to 1. He's been really turning it up a notch lately. 25 to 1 odds. I wouldn't mind throwing a hundo down and, and seeing what happens there. And then here's the one fun prop I found was if you get Mbappe from France, Messi, Neymar, and Kane to each score more than three goals, five to one in the entire tournament. Could be. Yeah, well, that seems like you need a lot of stuff to happen there. He's a uh, five, five to one. Uh, you know, I'll spend some time with my family at five to one, you know? Yeah. Give me, give me to one. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll give you one long shot I like for my limited research. Gabriel Jesus on Brazil, 35 to one for Golden Boot. Uh, as my long shot, just I, you have a team that I think Brazil that we all think is going to make a long run. He's playing, uh, you know, up front. He's going to start. So I don't know. See, see, it seems like the type of thing that could certainly happen. He gets two goals here, another two goals there. Well, I mean, got to say, I really love that uh, there's so many uh, golden boot finalist here, uh, favorites that have one name. It just, you know in america like tom brady doesn't even get one name we don't call him tom or brady he's tom brady but but in soccer it's just like oh you don't know who this is come on i mean brady he brady might be the closest one to a single name athlete right maybe Uh, like lebron lebron brady Pujols. Okay. Yeah, Pujols definitely third you know. on, that, on that list internationally. Yeah, well, at least I think but they're literally listed on the sports book under one name. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Dirk Nowitzki. We call him Dirk, but he's not going to be listed as an NBA finalist with <laughs> one name. Uh, Eric, you're about to tell me why I was crazy for picking Gabriel Jesus as my. Oh no, I don't think shot. you're crazy. I, I I like those types of bets. I think personally, uh, it kind of goes against what we were talking about earlier. But from a, a, a heart and you know my my American fandom, I do want uh Pulsic just to go off and just kind of show the world that, Hey, America has arrived on the soccer scene. Um, so I, I would like him to, uh, to just tear it up. So maybe Pulsic with uh, USA. Pulsic a hundred to one on the golden boots. So Ooh. I, I kind of like that, that notion of if they can make a run, it'll be because he is crushing, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That means they're going to have to get past England though. Right. Like they're going to have to get, they're going to have to make a pretty yeah. deep run. They'd have to they'd have to get frisky for a little bit, but if they do, it's because Pulsic is going to be yeah. Gonna so be at a hundred to one bet, give it like bring it. <laughs> yeah, I might I might put a few. <laughs> All right, let's look into the future. Anything else we want to talk about? Predictions, bold takes, things you're looking for, something you're excited to watch. What do you think this is going to do going against the NFL in America? Do you think the numbers are going to be down up? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just as a, a, a general exercise, it's going to be in the winter. More people are at home watching their TVs, but there's also more competition for those eyeballs. 
do we think this is going to do a great number or is it just going to depend on how far America gets? We had 64 games over 29 days, just as a. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the timing is going to be a little tough, right? There's going to be some 4 a.m. games, 6 a.m. games. Um, I think with the launch of streaming services, the number of TVs that are in the average household right now, I mean, I'm going to have every single screen open on any given day. <laughs> yeah. Ordering I will have phones, a game going on my phone, tablet. one on my laptop, a tablet. I'm going to hijack my son's iPad. I'm going to have the TV in the living room, the TV in the bedroom going. I'm just going to be pacing a circle watching all these games, you know, because you have, like I said, this is the best time to have it, I think, because you get everybody all together and it's just sports Armageddon. It's awesome. I love it. Um, I think it actually generates more, you know. I agree with you, Ezra. I think that just the very fact that a soccer game is so nonstop and we're not taking, you know, you know, 500 commercials in the first five minutes of the game, it's going to yeah. shed light on just hey, the drama, the the storylines they're going to build. And I think that a lot of us are going to get, you know, engrossed in it. And I hope that it will actually be a, a time for soccer to, to grow in the United States. I mean, we just had the, the Buccaneers play their game in Bayern Munich's home stadium. So we're starting to see some overlap right there. I think that this could just kind of give us a little bit more perspective on why soccer is the world's sport. And um, it'll, it's just, it's so it's slow, but it's fast. You know, you're not having to turn away your attention's always there because the storyline's always building. I think a lot of people are going to find it very fun and very hard to stop watching. Yeah, that's a great point and probably something we should have made earlier. And, and why is the World Cup all of a sudden important is when you look at the, the viewership and the watching a soccer game aspect, you know, you have those first 45 minutes, well, plus or minus three or four, right, um, that are just nonstop. They're not cutting away to commercial. You're not getting up to go to the, you know, you're glued to that TV. And then you have a 15-minute intermission if you want to sit there and watch you know, Alexi Lawless, you know, you, t- you take your break at that point or, you know, you wait those 15 minutes out, you come back and it's another 45 minutes solid. No, you know, the last two minutes of the game doesn't take a half hour. I mean, look at the last two minutes of the, the Dallas Green Bay game. You know, that thing took forever. I adore the flow of soccer <laughs> and football games. You know, it, I mean, 45 minutes, break, go get something to eat, do something yeah. you already do, 45 minutes. You know, it's almost a meditation if you're doing it correctly, because you should be just you can't look at your phone. NFL is cool. I mean, obviously love it. But, you know, you watch play, you check your phone for 30 seconds if you want to yeah. watch play, check your phone for 30 seconds if you want. You know, not that I'm recommending that. <laughs> but soccer, it's more of a meditation. You got to really get entranced by uh, the game and the fluidity of it. And it, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. I do think this has a chance to capture america's eyes for uh the while i think the timing is actually pretty beneficial for that because this is a time where people are watching a lot of sports anyway so i think it kind of will come into play especially with us playing the friday black friday that's going to be i don't know i think it'll be kind of must-see television for people and let's not forget who hosts 2026 north america yep Ooh. Is that right? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, sp- yeah. it's split across Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Yeah, oh, but okay. they're also expanding to 48 teams. So they're adding wow. 16 more teams to the bracket. So it's going to be 96 games? So, yeah, it's going to be a, wow. a monster bracket. 
that's just going to run down. And Dallas is one of the spots. So you might actually get to. the final. Yeah, Dallas is Dallas. It, it's going to be Dallas and New York probably for the final. What we should do is pool our winnings from this World Cup to buying tickets, tickets. <laughs> for the finals in the next World Cup. It's a sure thing. Uh, sure I'm looking thing. forward to how many games. So if you're if you're in the U.S., you want to watch these four spots, these four packs that they have in the group stage. Uh, they start at 5 a.m. Eastern, go to 2 p.m. Eastern. Is the last game. So you got 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m. I am so that's 4 a.m. for us. I am looking forward to how many games am I going to wake up for at 4 a.m. I bet a couple. You know, there's going to be a few that I really want to check out. Yeah, I, I would say I'm probably going to hit at least three 4 a.m. games. Um, I guarantee you the TV in my office right here is going to be running this thing the whole time. And they're going to run replays, right? So if I miss a game, but, you know, if the U.S. is making a run and they've got a 4 a.m. game, I'm up for it, right? You know, you get you get Spain, Germany at 6 in the morning, I'm up for it. Give me it. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are used to wake and bake, but I'm used to wake and cash. So I might put some a little bet on uh, both teams to score, wake up about 8 a.m. and uh, just t- take that money to the bank. You know what I mean? One last thing I think is the productivity level across the world totally <laughs> drops through the floor oh. for the World Cup. And just being at this time of year, I think the U.S. is, you know, workplaces across the globe are going to be feeling the you know the oh, excitement the, economic, so, so the negative economic impact of this you know i wonder what like in my line of work i'm gonna to have to look at miles driven what happens because we track that kind of stuff so i'm gonna to have to look at miles driven over the next 29 days it's probably i'm betting minimum 25 percent down all the miles would be during halftime of World Cup games. So they'll be going really fast for short periods of time. It'll be a mile and a half to the nearest nearest liquor store and then a mile and a half back. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I I just I think it's a great time and I wish it was this time of year every four years rather than the summer. I just think it's a good time for us to, you know, be with family, not work so much, and uh, watch some good good soccer. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Stay tuned, folks, for next week when we talk about men's curling. Not that you want it.